welcome back. You're listening to K-Drama in Room 343. I'm your host, C. Choi, aka Christina. And once again, I am alone um, to bring you guys episode 16 of Reply 1997. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We did it. We did it, y'all. Like, it's 16 episodes. <sighs> Final episode of this drama. We made it to the end, so I just... I just want to really thank you guys for being there, um, for listening to us. I'm very surprised, both of us, Joanne and I, were very surprised that so many of you guys listen. If it weren't for you guys, we probably would not even have made it this far, honestly. This was a long journey, so I want you guys to pat yourself on the back if you've been with us since um, episode one, or even like if you've been with us since Dream High, honestly. Thank you guys so much for listening. We are officially halfway through our podcast. We have two more dramas to go, and then we will be wrapping up this podcast. Oh my gosh, it has been so long. Anyways, um, yeah, let's just dive right into episode 16. This episode was an hour and 10 minutes. And also, it's like, it's back on Netflix, which is weird. Like, it was not there. Um, and it's there. So I don't know what happened. Maybe, like, popular demand? I, I don't know. I don't know. So they open up in 2013, March, in Seoul. And they're at the hospital. So it's the scene that we saw in the previous episode. The parents are waiting at the hospital um, and a nurse comes out and she asks for the father and um, Hyung and Yoon Jae, they burst into the hallway, they're both panting and then they like show the title scene. So they have, they've been doing this I think in all of their episodes where they just do like a random object shot and then they show like the title of that episode and the title of this episode was... Um, reason why first love doesn't come true and I was like okay okay so I guess like right off the bat they're kind of saying that oh you know the Hyung is not completely out of the game yet and then we go back to 2005 so Yoon Jae is at a dinner with his colleagues it's basically like a hoeshik hoeshik is a Korean term it's like a company dinner or like a colleague dinner where like your team or like the member of your company, they just go out to eat dinner. I don't know if they have that in America, but it's a very common thing in Korea. And yeah, they just go out to drink. I think drinking culture is very different in Korea than in, in America. So yeah, but anyways, and um, there's this coworker who basically says that like she had a crush on Yoonjae for a long time. Like they were very close and she's been like pursuing him a little like when they were in law school. And um, she's very good at like drinking and like there there's like a boss there. So it's not just like colleagues, it's like colleagues plus boss and then they all like it's, it's weird, but um, yeah, the boss is saying that like, oh, like, you know, why aren't you guys dating? You guys seem very close. And she's like, oh, he's like not interested in me, even though I like pursued after him for a while. And um, she's like drinking a lot. And the boss is like, wow, you drink so well for a woman, which is kind of like, I don't know. This, this scene was kind of, this whole thing was kind of like, uh, like 
kind of sexist in my opinion. I don't know, like maybe they weren't trying to put it that way, but they basically talk about how like, oh yeah, like you're going to throw off people or like throw off men if you're if you're good at drinking, basically like the girl, um, one of the colleague was saying that like, yeah, you shouldn't drink too much if you're a girl or something like that. Like it was kind of like the gist was like, it's very uncomfortable because like you, you, girls can do whatever they want. You know, it's not his business whether she drinks a lot. I mean, too much alcohol is not good for you. Yes. But like it shouldn't be compared, you know, like, you know what I mean? Like women can drink just as much as she wants to. Like it's, it's their choice, like it's not up to the men to decide, you know? Yeah, so this part was, I just was kind of, yeah. They're basically talking about how women shouldn't drink too much, and but then Yunje steps up and he's like, you know, I actually don't mind women drinking, like it's fine. Um, I think it's pretty cool, you know, she can take her alcohol, props to her, like that's that doesn't bother me. And then um, they do like a transition to Shiwan and Shiwan is drinking beer at her own Hueshik with her director and like um, her, you know, boss, like the writer. And um, she's like drinking and it looks like a CF, like a commercial, like she's doing that one shot beer, like she's downing it. And then like the director's like, wow, you make it look so refreshing. And um, Yunjae is actually there because he came to pick her up and he looks like he's pissed, like he's angry. And um, apparently he minds a lot, you know, he might, he like totally minds that women drink a lot or I guess like Shiwon drinks a lot. He like tells Shiwon to stop drinking. So I was like, okay, so you're basically saying that like it's okay for women to drink, but not my woman, like, yeah, it was just, kind of hypocritical i don't know what you what do you guys think like I, am i am i overreacting i don't think i am anyways okay let's just move on we have a lot to talk about <laughs> so the director and the head writer they're married and the writer's like wow i'm i never left um this company dinner like sober and it's so weird seeing she sober which like makes yunjae kind of mad he he's like you know they eventually like argue about like her drinking habits and how like she couldn't even make it home because um, she was so drunk. And then like she cusses him out. And she's like, "Wow, you kese," which is like dog bird. It's like her nickname. It kind of sounds like a curse word, and so that's like her nickname for him. I think that was like from way back when, like in the early episodes. But anyways, she's like, "Oh my gosh, you kese!" Like. You remember so much like no wonder you're a um such a good judge like how do you remember such everything in such like small little details and stuff she's basically being passive aggressive and he's like you know if you do something like that one more time like if you get drunk and like don't come home and like sleep in like your office like one more time then i will and she's like what are you gonna do what are you gonna do and it like they turn around 180 and she's like angry at him and he like backs down and basically like then begs her she, he's like please stop drinking um yeah so he drops her off at her apartment and he wants to follow inside and then she like just calls a taxi for him um he's like no like i want to go in for a cup of coffee and um he's like you know like we lived together for so long like why can't I come in? And she's like, you know, the situation is different. And then he's like, ooh, 
am I a man to you now? And then she like kicks him hard in the shins. And then like he takes the taxi that came. Um, and then like the taxi goes out of frame and then like it reverses back and he gets out and he runs up the apartment. He like is hesitating in front of her apartment door because he's like trying to guess like the passcode to her house. Like, bro, like just ring the doorbell. I mean, like she's not gonna open. So I guess just go home. Like she doesn't want you there. Anyways, um, he's like trying to put in the passcode. He tried his birthday, it wasn't it. He tried her birthday, that wasn't it. And then he's like, hey, it can't be. He looks up Tony's birthday on his like flip phone. He got a new phone, it's not a mushroom phone anymore, but he got a new flip phone. And he's like looking up Tony's birthday and he tried that and it was it. Yep, her passcode was Tony's birthday. He goes in and as he's like about to go in, he says like, oh, I can't believe that monkey guy just did me a favor. Like, <laughs> he's like, I never thought that that monkey guy would be anything useful. And then he walks in. She's like very surprised. She's like, how'd you get inside? He's like, you know, I honestly didn't know that it was Tony's birthday. Like I had my doubts, but I tried it and it works. Um, he asks for a cup of coffee and he kind of like tells her a specific kind. It's like, oh, I want my coffee sweet. And she's like, you'll drink whatever I give you, fool. And then like he keeps like stalling after he gets a cup of coffee. Like he's like, oh, wow. Like I'm kind of need to use the restroom and like, oh, where's the restroom? And it's pretty obvious. And she's like, quit stalling and get out. He goes to the bathroom and then he comes out and he's like taking off his jacket and she just literally like pushes him out of the way. He's like, no, you get out. She kicks him out and then he's like, well, okay, if you give me a kiss, then I'll like leave. And so she gives him like a peck on the lips and he gets angry. He's like, girl, are you kidding? And then he like leans in and she's kind of like backing up. She like hits a counter and then like she keeps backing up. So she's like, leaning back and honestly like props to Unji like ha she did like a full cobra standing like her back was literally like doing a 90 degree lean and then um he finally like kisses her and then like she gets back up but like that's my back was hurting just watching that like dang girl um, and then back to 2013 um, it's back to that hospital scene okay see this is what I'm thinking like this episode could have been much shorter if they didn't waste time on like repeating these scenes. Like we've already seen this scene, you know, in the beginning of this episode. They do the exact hospital scene. The two brothers are panting and then Yunja says, oh yeah, I'm her husband. And then he goes in. You could have just skipped that hospital scene part in the front in like the beginning of the episode, you know, to make it a little bit shorter. I don't know, maybe it's just me. But yeah, finally, after 16 episodes, Yoonjae is the husband. It's revealed. Hooray! Yay! Yay, Yoonjae! Yay! She won! Yay! Yay! Moving on. Um, he follows the nurse and he's still like out of breath. Hyung is like um, waiting outside with the parents. And apparently, Yoonjae was coming from Daejeon. And they're like Shiwon and Yunjae, they're a weekend couple. So the parents were saying that like they're basically newlyweds, like how like how did they even have time to get a baby or whatever? And Hyung is a very busy person because he's you know running for president, right? He's running for office. And um, the parents are like, 
don't you have to go somewhere? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, but could you let me know when the baby comes? Like, I want to be there when, you know, they name the baby because he has the name ready. And um, he tells the parents the name. It's Yoon Sung Ho. And then the dad's like, hey, let's now that like Yoon Jae's, you know, here, like her husband is here. Let's just go get a bowl of soup, like kukbaps, you know, like rice, rice soup. Let's just go get one. Like, we don't have to worry. The mom is like, but I'm still worried about that child. And dad's like, you know, she one is tough. Like, she can handle it. Like, she, she's fine. And mom is like, no, I'm, I'm worried about Yoonjae. She's going to pull out all of his hair. And the dad is like, you know, yeah, I feel bad. But, you know, that's like on him. Like, that's his destiny. Like, it's his fault for marrying a gangster. <laughs> the dad his humor is so funny um, the dad's like you know i feel sorry for him like i feel but you know let's just go get that kukbaps yeah so they leave um yeah and they show shiwan giving birth and just as the mom predicted she's pulling his hair she's like pushing okay but to be fair he's being really annoying she was like pushing and pushing and then he's like by her side and he's like it's so it's almost done it's almost done even though it clearly was not and she was like getting pissed she's like stop saying that and she starts like pulling and hits him and she's like it's all your fault this is all your fault you kiss and he's like slapping and hitting so this was 2013, which was a year after the reunion, right? So they go back to 2012, which was the reunion. And this was when she was still pregnant. And basically all the friends, they're talking about how like, you know, how did you guys even have time uh, to make a baby? Like you were a weekend couple. And Seoul and Daejeon, it's like a far distance. They were a long distance couple. Um, and so they're talking about like, it's a miracle, I guess, <laughs> or like you guys must be still like getting the hots for each other or whatever. They're also talking about like, you know, on Labor Day, like she's going to like pull out all your hair and she's probably going to like cuss him out. And it's like, it's obvious that that's going to happen. And she was like, no, I'm not going to do that. Like, I won't lay a hand. I won't lay a finger on you, you to you, Jay. And you just like, yeah, right. And then Shiwan tells the friends that, you know, it's all Yunjae's fault. Like, apparently when she paid, she had paid to go back to school, to um, university, I guess, to study for grad school. And then she was like, and then I got pregnant. So, yeah. And then annoying friend is talking about how he can't believe that they're actually like a married couple. <laughs> like, he's like, you guys were childhood friends. Um, for one and like two you guys are always fighting like how did you guys even date and she was like you know we were just like normal couples like we did we did everything like normal couples did you know we had puppy love and we were all lovey-dovey and Yunjae he has like a disgusted look in his face and he's like girl stop lying he's like yeah right so they do a flashback of how they were dating, quote unquote. Um, they go back to 2005 and the two, Shiwan and Yoonjae, they're kissing in front of her apartment. Um, and then Yoonjae comes out of the shower um, at his apartment. So that's like the next scene. And he immediately texts Shiwan and um, he texts her, what are you doing, honey? And she replies right away. 
Um, and he opens it up and she says, I'm pooping. So there's like that goat sound. The, so it's basically to point out that like, you know, there really wasn't any lovey-dovey thing in their relationship. Um, and then the next scene is like, he's texting her. He can't fall asleep. So he texts like, you can't sleep too, right? And she replies with like four Z's or three Z's, like implying that she's asleep. And he... <laughs> He replies again, like, but honestly, like, you, you can't sleep because you're thinking of me, right? And she replies, which is like, you're crazy. So they show like a montage of like these moments where like they're really not a lovey-dovey couple. Shiwan is like wearing like this short sleeve shirt and she's like, hey, how do I look, honey? And he's like, you look like a thug, like a gangster. Like, are you going to go beat somebody up? It was just like a short sleeve. It was, I think, like camel. It wasn't really camo, but it was like, I don't know, it was kind of a girl crush shirt, I guess. But um, he was like, you look like a thug. And then she cusses him out and says, Kese. And she's also like calling somebody. Um, it's like the staff management or like the management team for Tony. She's like preparing steak lunch boxes for him and like his team. And um, she was like arranging that. Yoonjae is like next to her and he's like angry. He's like pissed. He's like, if you love me like half as much as you love Tony, then I will like carry you on my shoulders. He's like, what does Tony have that I don't have? And she looks kind of like, kind of like, I don't know what that translates to in English. Kind of like dumbfounded. Like that's like a ridiculous question. Like how dare you compare yourself to Tony. I feel like they've had this conversation before because I remember talking about how like, you know, you're on a different level. Like if you have a celebrity crush and like her level of celebrity love is kind of like, she's like, you know, a fanatic. She's a fangirl. Um, I think that love is stronger than like other normal fans. Like, oh, like, oh yeah, I like their music. Like, oh yeah, you know, that's like a normal fan level. And she's like, I will do anything. Like, I'll give you my paycheck, that kind of level, you know? Um, so that's like much greater. And she's like, my love for Tony is like agape love, you know? Like, it's like, how can you compare your love to Tony? Like, how can you compare yourself to Tony? She's like, that's, that's ridiculous. And Yunji's like, then what is my love? Like, is it some like low level cheap love? And she's like, of course, like how? Like, how dare you compare yourself? <laughs> he gets like angry and then he like eventually like insults Tony. Um, he's like, you know, he failed as a solo artist. So take that. He's a, he's an outdated monkey. And like, she gets so angry. She starts like beating him up, pulls his hair, hits his head. And then, um, yeah, they get into a bigger fight. Yeah. Next scene, Shiwon goes over to Yoonjae's apartment and she's like, you know, your place is very nice. She then like sits on the couch and she's like, hey, bring me some food, I'm hungry. He brings out like the dumplings that um, her mom had sent him and he eats like the inside part, like the meat and like the vegetable or whatever. And then like gives the outside dough. The outside covering is kind of like bready. And um, so he basically just gives her that and she eats that. So yeah, they're a perfect couple, I guess. <laughs> Anyways, um, he asks her if this apartment is okay for them to live in after they get married. And she's kind of like silent. He's like, hey, are you not thinking of getting married together? Like, 
we're going to get married, right? Like, did you want a place bigger? Because this is in my budget. And she's kind of like bitter. She asks like, is this your proposal? And he's like, what? No, we're getting married anyway. So why should I propose? He's like, are you going to marry somebody else? Like after all of this, like our relationship? Or did you actually want like a proposal, like a hotel and balloons? And she's like, no, don't do that. I don't want an event. I, if you do something like that, I'm going to kill you and I'm going to die of embarrassment. So don't do anything. And then he's like, so um, we're, we're going to get married though, right? Like, like answer me. <laughs> he's like, if you don't answer me in three seconds, I'm going to kiss you. So answer me. And he's like counting down. She doesn't say anything until he like gets to three and he's like leaning and she's like backing away. And as soon as he says three, she's like, I'll do it. You know, I'll marry you. Why couldn't you just answer him in the first place? Wasting time, man, wasting time. Gotta go, you know, we have an hour left. So he's like washing the dishes and she's like looking around the apartment and she sees a picture of Chunhee and Yunjae on the shelf. And apparently it's been two months since he moved out. And Shiwon asks like, hey, did, uh, did Junhee say anything when he left? And Yunjae's like, no, he didn't. And you know, like Shiwon is thinking and Yunjae knows, but she doesn't know that he knows. I don't think anybody knows that he knows, right? Yeah, yeah. He knows that, but no one else does. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, then go listen to our previous episodes. All right. Um, so they do a flashback to when Chunhee moved out. And Chunhee and Yunjae, they're basically talking about what Hyung did. You know, like with that date in the, I think it was the previous episode, right? Yeah. When like, you know, Hyung set him up with this girl, Gina, and then like, he entered the room and it was Shiwon and then blah, 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 blah. And Chunhee's like, you know, it takes guts for him to do what he did. Like, he was so honest with his feelings for Shiwon because um, he had told Yoonjae like right off the bat, like, hey, I love her too. Like, I'm gonna fight for her. Chunhee was saying that like, you know, it's... Hyung was wise in that they, he just kind of like brought all the ugly out and, you know, they could just like laugh about it. Um, and get over it. Chunhee says that if I were him, I would have hid my feelings and made an excuse, um, which is basically what he was doing anyways. So Chunhee is like getting ready to pack. He had put in all of his like stuff in the moving truck and he goes back again to the apartment to see if he left anything. And Yoonjae was still there and he's like, you know, if you forget anything, I'll send it back to you. And this was kind of like their final moments well, not really final because they're still friends and they'll see each other, but final moment as roommates. And Chunhee's like, you know, good luck on your exam and just buy me dinner if you get a promotion. And then he's about to leave. Yoonjae kind of like calls him because he knows. Yoonjae knows. And um, Chunhee kind of like stops. He doesn't look back. And Yoonjae walks over and he basically like gives him a back hug. Um, and then he whispers in his ear, let's get dinner. Moving on, 2005 fall. Hyung and Shiwon, they're talking about how she likes Yoonjae better. Okay, so they were in Yoonjae's office and they're basically like eating ice cream and they're like talking. Like Hyung is like, you know, I make more money than him and I'm like better looking than him. I'm like taller than him. Like you still like Yoonjae better? And she's like, yeah, you can't compare. <laughs> 
but they're just like there's no like feeling um you know loving feeling between them at this point um she basically tells him that you know with you i had no spark and with yunjae i have a lot of that so yunjae comes in and um he like invites hyung to go eat dinner together and hyung is like i can't i have to go i have plans like i have to go to a concert with his like assistant professors um his assistant professors asked him to go for a while and today was that day so he was like saying you know they're crazy they're like crazy fangirls and he was kind of like saying that they were ridiculous and then she one gets mad she's like you know it's not a ridiculous thing to be a fangirl like it just means that they're passionate and um she's like standing up for these these girls and um yeah so hyung goes to the concert and it's Dongbangshinggi concert. Oh my god. RIP. RIP. <gasps> he went to Dongbangshinggi concert. Oh, I'm so jealous. So jealous. Anyway, so um, <laughs> I wrote, oh, it's Dongbangshinggi concert. Oh my gosh. Yes. I stand. I literally wrote this. I stand. So um, his assistant professors, they're going to go eat with other fan members. Um, Cassiopeia. Oh my god. <sighs> So they give him a ticket and tells him that someone's going to call him and it's the fan club president or the fan club vice president and um, she's going to ask for the ticket um, because I guess he was like just holding it on for her. I, I don't know what the deal was, but um, yeah, they were like, you, all you have to do is just like give her one of the tickets. And then um, he's like waiting for the president or like that vice president um, at a fast food restaurant. And then he gets a call and then they eventually like meet. And it turns out that vice president is the chief, the chief that did his surgery. Um, and yeah, so they basically just like flirt. And that was the end of that scene. Like, they're like, oh, like, I didn't, you should join Cassiopeia. And, and he's like laughing. <laughs> yeah. So Yunjae and Shiwon, they're at a Chinese restaurant and she orders for him like the last time. I think it was like their D-Day or was it the day before their D-Day? I can't remember. Um, anyways, yeah, you guys know. You guys have been listening. You guys know. Um, she orders jjampong and chapchibap. Um, he wanted jajangmyeon, but she like ignores him. She then asks like if she can get a drink of alcohol. She like does that agyo thing where she acts like all cutesy. And then it was weird because that they transition with her saying the same thing. Like, can I just have one drink, one sip of alcohol with like um, that cutesy accent um, back to the reunion. So she says that again. And this is the thing that we've seen before um, in the previous episode where like she's pregnant so she can't drink. But she begs for a drink and everyone's like, hey, you can't, you're pregnant. And then they do another flashback. Or I don't know if it was like a, yeah, it was a flashback, definitely. Hyung is introducing Yoonjae and Shiwon to the chief. So I guess the Hyung and chief are dating. Um, and then like, it was, this was so weird. Like I hated how they transitioned everything. Like, yeah, it made sense, but it was kind of hard to follow. Like if you're not paying attention, you would have been like, the heck? Okay, so when he's like introducing Yoonjae, he says that, oh, this is my loving brother, Yoonjae. And then he introduces Shiwon as like, this is my loving... And then they transition to a different scene when Hyung is introducing Yoonjae and Shiwon to his co-worker at the reunion, which was also in the earlier episode. Um, he introduces Shiwon then as my loving brother's wife. 
And then it goes back to when they were the four of them, like the chief, Hyung, Shiwon, and Yoonjae, and they're at the cafe. And Yoonjae asks if they, if they, like Hyung and chief, had set a date for their wedding. And then they do like a close-up on Yoonjae's ring. And then they go back to that scene at the reunion when, you know, that hand with the ring pulls out that cafe mocha with a lot of whipped cream. And they just show that it was Yoonjae. So yeah, the transition was kind of like, it did make sense in the end, but you had to like pay very close attention. I, yeah. So with that scene, they were talking about how like she won't always wear that couple ring instead of their wedding ring. And Yoonjae's like, you know, I don't really like wearing the couple ring, but it's like, I have no choice because she won had lost the wedding rings a month after the wedding. And then, so they go back to, um, so that was like at the reunion scene. And then they go back to when Hyung was talking to um, Chief, Yoonjae, and Shiwon, like the four of them, the two couples. Um, the Chief basically apologizes for delaying um, Shiwon and Yoonjae's wedding. She's like, I really don't mind if you guys get married first. Um, it's kind of like an old, old tradition, I guess. It's like an old saying that, you know, it's kind of bad luck or it's kind of rude if the younger brother or if the younger couple gets married before like the elder couple yeah and you're just like no it's really fine like you know it hasn't been too long since we've started dating so we don't mind waiting for you guys um and she one's like yeah yeah we don't mind and who knows like we might even break up like she says that she says this as a joke and you're just kind of like freaking out like why would you say that and um, Chief is like, but you know, if you keep delaying your wedding, like your plans with babies, um, that's going to be delayed too. So are you sure you're okay with that? And she went like her face darkens and she's like, baby, like, how can you say such a horrifying thing? Like she, she's like, I'm not even thinking about having, there's no plan. There's no plan anytime soon. So don't worry about it. That's scary. And then literally it goes to the next scene and the text that says that it was the next morning. Shiwon comes out of the bathroom and she is pissed. She has like a pregnancy test and she's yelling. She hits Yoonjae. He's like sleeping. He's like, how can you sleep at a time like this? Like, get up, fool. He's like, what's wrong? She's like telling him, like, I told you to be careful. She shows him like the stick and he's, <laughs> he's like, what is it? Did, did you buy an ice cream bar? Like, he's like half asleep. And she's like, ice cream bar? She like hits and curses him with a pillow. Like she's like whacking the life out of him. He's like, what, what is it? What did I do? Like, I'm gonna call the police. Like, what did I do? So, and then they do like a zoom in on the, the pregnancy test and it's positive. Literally like a day after they said that. That was funny. So back to, so that was like 2005. So she was pregnant in 2005. And then so back to 2012, the reunion, a little girl walks into the bar and she's like, Oma or mom. And she went and looks at the girl and that's her daughter. So that was her baby, her firstborn back in 2005. Her name is Suyeon and she came with, you know, the grandparents. They come in, like the grandparents, like Shiwon's parents, they come in and they're like bringing snacks for the people there. And apparently they're talking about their granddaughter and she is also a fangirl. She's like a mega fan. And the dad is like, you know, Shiwon, you're going to suffer just like I did with you, but you're going to suffer even more because she's even more crazy than you. 
she's like what six years old and she's already a crazy fangirl um the dad is like you're gonna have to rip several posters that she collects and then you'll finally understand me and the dad is like to Yoonjae, you know, you're such a, you're like Buddha for marrying my daughter. And the mom sees Chunhee and Chunhee says that he's still not married. And she's like, you know, you are my choice for Shiwon's husband, but don't marry a girl like Shiwon. Otherwise, you're going to end up like Yoonjae, who lives like a charity worker. <laughs> the parents are just like dissing Shiwon in front of everyone. And it's pretty funny. Haktan and Yujong, they tell the parents that, you know, they're getting married and the dad is like, hey, are you guys also a shotgun wedding? And Yujae and Shiwon, they're trying to hide this fact from, like, their daughter. They're, like, covering her ears. Um, but the dad's like, you know, everybody knew. Everybody knows that it was a shotgun wedding because they apparently had to take over Hyung's venue. And their wedding and their, like, dress, like, his suit... Like, Yoonjae had to wear the suit that Hyung was going to wear for his wedding. They took over their honeymoon plan. And um, the dad is like, you know, they're so, like, shameless. Like, it's a good thing that, like, Hyung's wife is such a nice person. Like, even though Yoonjae is a judge, like, this this guy is not moral at all. He got a freaking parking ticket. Like, he, he got my daughter pregnant before the wedding day. Like, he... This guy is not moral at all. And then, um, and then Shiwan and Yunjae, they're kind of like, hey, aren't you guys, you know, it's about time you guys, you know, head back home. And Hyung is there and is like, yeah, you guys should go back and go back home. And the dad is like kind of reminiscing. He's like, dang, so much time has passed, you know? Like, I still remember when all of you came to my house to see that World Cup game. And they're like, dang. So they go back home and, um, Apparently, Hyung's wife is coming back tomorrow from Japan. She was at like a conference. Um, and the reunion is also over. The gang, they're like leaving. And it's raining outside. And annoying friend um, is basically like stuck between two couples. And they're like all lovey-dovey. Um, like on one side, Hak-chan and Yoo-jong, they're being like all coupley and talking about their honeymoon and like wedding plans and their venue. And then on the other side, like Shiwon and Yoon-jae, they're like hugging and then like doing aegyo because they haven't seen each other they're a weekend couple whatever and the annoying friend is like in the middle like don't you guys feel bad for me like of all the times that you guys fought and talked about breaking up and all the things that you've discussed with me like you guys should feel really bad for me he talks about how like first love does not come true but i mean y'all are great he's kind of like passive aggressive and then um, Yujong is like, hey, do you want to like come on the honeymoon with us? Like there's a great program for single guys who like can learn and do all these like single activities. And he's like, ah, and then he like runs off. And then they all talk about like their first love and whatever. And Yujong is like, you know, Hak-chan wasn't my first love. And then Hak-chan's like, what? Who is it then? She's like, um, actually, I don't remember. And then like he tells her, hey, let's break up, which is basically like her repertoire. Um, and then he like runs off. She like follows, runs after him. She's like, hey, that doesn't matter. Like, you know, it's the person next to you that counts now. Uh, yeah. And then Shiwon comments on that couple saying that like, I mean, they really are a yunnori couple. Yunnori is like a traditional Korean game. Like you get like four sticks and they have like, it's like slanted on one side or it's like rounded on one side and it's like flat and then there's like markings so you like throw it in the air and it's basically like 
it's to act like dice. Um, and there's a do and a mo. And do means you can go one space. And mo means you can go, I think, seven, seven spaces. And you're basically like playing with like these pawns. It's basically kind of like, kind of like, sorry. Like the American board game, sorry. But except like you play with that dice, um, those four sticks instead of the cards. Um, and it's funny because do and mo are their last names. So it's... Mo Yujong and To Hakchan, so they're they're dubbed Yunori couple, and it's like a saying too, like it's either a Do or a Mo, and that basically translates to like like you, the results or the outcome is really unpredictable, because Do is like the worst thing you can get, and Mo is like the best thing you can get, because I think when you get a Mo, you get a second chance to throw or whatever. So like um, it's kind of saying that you know they're an unpredictable couple. And then Yunjae, there's like this narration about first loves, and I didn't really pay attention. <laughs> yeah. And then um, Junhee and Hyung, they're like walking up together, and um, Shiwon's like, "Hey, do you want me to give you a ride to the hospital?" And Junhee's like, "No thanks. Uh, someone's gonna come and pick me up." And we're like, "Ooh, someone. Okay." But we don't get to see who it is. Like, someone just shows up in a red car, and then he enters the car, and he just they just drive off. Man, I want to see. I want to see who it was. But anyways, as long as he's happy, I guess. Flashback to Hyung and the chief. Yeah, this was also kind of... But um, they just show like a montage of all their moments. Like when, you know, he was admitted to the hospital. And apparently she like... They brushed... Um, or like they met when um, he was buying store... He was at the store buying CDs for Shiwon. She was there too. Um, and then, so Shiwon is driving because she is the designated driver since both of them had beer, like Hyung and Yoonjae. The Hyung is telling them that, you know, the chief, like his wife, he she didn't really go to Japan for a conference. She went to go see the Dongbangshinggi concert. And apparently she became a fan club president. And he looked so defeated when he said that, and Yunji was like shocked. She won. She was like saying, "Oh my gosh! Like, we finally have someone worthy in our family." She's like, "Dang, mad respect for her." Yeah. And then Hyung gets off at a stop, and the two of them still like they're fighting. They're fighting about like her driving skills because apparently she's like, a bad driver. And uh, Hyung is like, stop fighting, you guys. Like, you guys need to chill. And um, they're like, you know, this isn't really fighting. Like, if we fight for reals, like, we have to call the police. Like, this is just like, you know, talking lovingly. <laughs> and um, yeah, so they just drive off. And while they're driving off, Yoonjae asks that question with um, Tony. He's like, hey, if Tony and I f were drowning in water, um, who would you save? And she's like, didn't you ask this before? And he's like, yeah, but I want to make sure this time. Like, is it still Tony? Or is it still me? Because Tony can swim. And you're just like, no, I'll save you. And he's like, really? He's like, yeah, I'll save you, of course. And then he's like really happy. He's like, yes, I finally beat Tony. I finally beat him. And then she was like, I'll save you. And then I'll drown with Tony. <laughs> And then they get into a fight and 
Apparently, she like spent $300 at Tony's mom's restaurant and he's like, what's wrong with you? Like, you're a mother of two. Like, you have two kids. You're crazy. Like, why would you do that? And she's like, I mean, I went there because I love him and I support him. And he's like, well, you might as well do like his dishes. Why not? Like, and she's like, actually, I did. I washed all the dishes and I like helped clean the, re the restaurant as well. And he's like, you're a crazy person. And then they're like driving and then um, they're driving away. And it's revealed that her car is a new Sonata. So yeah, um, Yoonjae is still narrating. He's narrating that like, you know, they share so many memories. I think this was the gist. I wasn't really paying attention. <laughs> this is so long. Yoonjae was narrating that like, you know, they shared so many memories and um, the fact that they will share more memories together is something that he will cherish, I guess, is what I got off. 1997. So they go back to 1997 and they're taking a group picture like the gang. Shiwon, Hak-chan, Yoojung, Yoonjae, Junhee, annoying friend. They're all taking a group picture. And Shiwon is angry at Yoonjae, so like she didn't want to be in the same row. So he he was like pushed back to a side, so he had to be on like a ledge. And she was angry at him because he spilled soy sauce during dinner while they were eating. And he like grabbed a shirt to wipe it, but that shirt was the one that Tony signed, like on the back, um, when she jumped his wall. And he like used it. I would have been mad too. Like that's a once in a lifetime shirt. Like how there okay first of all why was that shirt just laying around in the house that shirt should have been like framed you know like you don't or like pinned onto the wall like you don't wear that shirt that shirt is not for wearing it should not but have been like willy-nilly around the house that was kind of her fault but anyways the fact that he just like grabbed that shirt to like oh i'm kind of mad i'm mad I understand why she's pissed. Like, I would have been too. So, um, annoying friend is like listening. He's like, oh my gosh, be thankful that you didn't get murdered on that site to Yoonjae. Like, seriously, seriously. And they're like getting ready to take the picture. Hak-chan does the timer and they're all like posing for the picture. And she was like, hey, to Yoonjae, like, are you really sorry? And he's like, yeah, I'm sorry. Like, are you really sorry? And he's like, yeah, I am. Are you gonna do it again? And he's like, no, I won't. And then she like, opens her hand and there was a frog. He freaks out, he falls off the ledge. Everyone is freaking out. The, the, their like line or like that pose, their, everything's messed up. The picture is taken. And Yoonjae, he had like fallen and he was like yelling like, oh my gosh, I broke my arm. I think my arm is broken. So that's how he broke his arm. It never, they never told us like why he he broke his arm. Like when he did like, I don't know, it was like way early, but he had broken his arm for some reason and he, no one said anything. Um, and honestly, like looking back, like why didn't I think to ask that? Like, how did he break his arm? We find out, what, like 16 episodes later, he, that's, this is how he broke his arm. And then Yoonjae narrates something <laughs> and ends with, yeah, so I wasn't really paying attention at this point because it was like an hour and 10 minutes long. Um, Yoonjae, he was like narrating something and then he eventually ends with like, reply if you can hear me, my 90s. So he's talking to his 90s. And this is how this drama ends. My overall thoughts on this drama, it was an okay drama. It wasn't my favorite. If I had watched this drama when it came out, like during that time, I think it came out during 2012-ish. 
I'm not sure. Yeah, I think it's like, wait, let me check. Um, in t- the year 2012. So if I watched it during that time, I think I would have liked it better. Um, it's not it's, it's not a terrible drama. I think I like it much better than Dream High because Dream High was rough. Y'all, that was rough. Um, this was... This wasn't like the best drama that I've ever seen. I still liked the the humor, like the dad's humor, um, the mom and dad, their relationship. I love their like chemistry, the chemistry that, that exists in between them. And I really liked how the director uses a lot of like dark humor or it's kind of like not really dark. I feel like this drama wasn't too dark. Um, the director is known to poke fun at like things that are kind of hard to talk about. And um, this was a good start, I guess, to the Reply series. My favorite Reply series has definitely 1994. I really liked that one better. But, you know, this was fun, too. I enjoyed it. I had my laughs. There were funny moments. And Shuan was cool. Like, she... She's like, she's crazy, but she's like, you know, kind of an adorable crazy, I guess. Well, not like adorable, but she's kind of like... She's kind of like a funny, funny crazy. Yeah. I really enjoyed, like, the fan wars. It was really interesting to see how, like, the fandom uh, were, like, in the 90s. Because it still exists today. I think today, though, like, it's on another scale. Like, it's worldwide, you know, like, with BTS and other K-pop artists. Like, the fandom is, is like, incredible. <laughs> Um, but, like, this is basically what started it all, you know? Like, the 90s. Like, I think H.O.T. is considered, like, the first-generation idol groups. And H.O.T. and Jex Kiss, like, yeah, they were, like, definitely the first first set of idols. And seeing that was... It's, like, kind of seeing the history of K-pop, in a way, and, like, that K-pop culture. So it was interesting to see. Definitely, like, the fan war, that, that, that episode is, like, the best episode in this drama. And as for, like, the couples, I think, like, my favorite couple was Hak-chan and Yoo-jung, the mom and dad. Not so much Shiwon and Yoon-jae. I feel like it was just kind of too dragged out, in my opinion. But, I mean, that's, like, the whole point of this series. Like, it's like, oh, like, like from the get-go, it's like, you have to guess who her husband is. That's like the point of these reply series. But still, like, I just kind of, I just get kind of tired towards the end. Like, okay, so who is it, you know? Um, so, yeah, that's my thoughts. I wish that we could have seen who Junhee ended up with. Like, who was in that red car. Um, also, like, a more happier ending for the annoying friend would have been nice. Yeah. That's my thoughts. Thank you guys so much for listening to the last episode of Reply 1997. Um, We are now halfway done with our podcast. We have two more dramas to go. So the next episode is going to be a blooper episode, like an extra episode. We were going to upload this on Patreon, but I mean, I think it's just better if I you know, upload it so that all of you guys can hear for free. And the next drama that I will be watching and discussing will be Hwarang. And I say I because it's just going to be me 
for that drama because Joanne is incredibly busy and she cannot make the time. And so we were originally going to do like a hiatus until like she becomes available. But I don't think that our schedules are going to like loosen up anytime soon. Um, and so I think it's just best if I do Hwarang uh, by myself and that will give us enough time to kind of settle down and we will be able to hopefully watch Boys Over Flowers together and then talk about it together. Um, yeah, because I really wanted to do like the whole point of doing this podcast was actually like trying to force her to watch Boys Over Flowers because I really want to see her reaction, you know. Um, so that is definitely going to happen. I will like, I will hunt her down. I will sit her down on the chair and I will make her watch Boys Over Flowers with me and we are going to discuss it. Yes. But anyway, so yeah, it's just going to be me for the third drama of our podcast. Okay. Um, thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to tweet us your thoughts, your opinions. Like what was your favorite part of this drama? If you liked this drama, if you guys were watching this drama with us, or if you are just like listening to us talk about it. So yeah, don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Our handle is kdrama in room 343. We are also partnered up with Audible. If you sign up at www.audibletrial.com slash kdrama in room 343, Audible will give you a free audiobook as well as a 30-day free trial. So yeah, take advantage of that if you are interested. We do have a Patreon website, but I'm not really sure what to do with it. So if you guys have any ideas, please let us know. If you enjoyed listening to our podcast, if you enjoyed listening to all of our ramblings, make sure to subscribe to wherever you are listening to our podcast. Um, also, leave a five-star review. That really helps us. Thank you so much. And yeah, I will talk to you guys next week. Bye.